stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Right. Well, about 20 minutes ago, we had uh, Mercedes Stevenson on uh, with some breaking news regarding the situation in Sherwood Park last night. Uh, there was a huge police presence at the Civic Building in Sherwood Park, the Strathcote County Civic Offices, uh, that apparently, Global News has learned, that it was a vehicle packed with a large and significant amount of explosives, which is what led to the massive police presence there last night, just east of Edmonton. Uh, RCMP is set to hold a news conference at around 3 o'clock this afternoon for an update. We will have that for you, uh, so just in about an hour from now. So, as I say, there's a lot going on today. Um, In Ottawa, the public safety minister today, Ralph Goodale, announcing that they are going to make it more difficult for federal prisoners to be transferred to so-called healing lodges if they are serving long sentences. Now, this was a review done in response to the the outrage, the uproar over Terry Lynn McClintock, convicted murderer was convicted of murdering Tory Stafford, eight-year-old Tory Stafford, less than a decade ago, was moved from a prison to a healing lodge in Saskatchewan. So now Correctional Services Canada would have to consider uh, the length of these sentences. Uh, Prisoners wouldn't be eligible for these kinds of transfers until they're into the preparation for release phases of their sentences. Uh, There would be an expectation of more consultation with the First Nations where these healing lodges are located. So do these changes go far enough? Well, we spoke just recently uh, with Scott Newark about a report he'd done for the McDonnell-Laurier Institute looking at the sorts of changes uh, that might be necessary to prevent this sort of thing from happening. We're pleased to welcome back to the conversation uh, former Alberta Crown prosecutor, currently an adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University in the Terrorism, Risk and Securities Program, part of the School of Criminology at SFU. Uh, Scott, great to have you back with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess this shows that if, if the federal government is determined to make some changes, it certainly has the ability to do so. Yeah. And um, frankly, when you look at the statement that was re- released, uh, Rob, there's a lot of the things that you and I talked about as to, you know, what needed to be done, uh, you know, a little over a week ago when we spoke, I think. Um, they're definitely included in the, some of the recommendations uh, that are there. Uh, there are some things, and I, I must admit, I, and I do admit my skepticism, when you're dealing with Correctional Services of Canada, ladies and gentlemen, always make sure you read the fine print. Mm-hmm. Don't just read the media release. So you want to make sure that what they say is happening is actually something that is mandated. But what you described at the outset in the sense of requiring the consultation <coughs> excuse me, with Indigenous uh, communities where these healing lodges are located, that is now going to be a requirement, and it definitely appears based on statements from uh, Minister Goodale's uh, staff, that in fact those new rules will be applied to Terry Lynn McClintock. So that may be the circumstance that results in her transfer back to a um, a correctional facility. Uh, It may have even happened, actually, uh, already. And also a a number of the different things that deal with the specifics of the more serious offenses, those will now all be requirements for consideration. Uh, What's not clear in the announcement is how exactly that's going to be done. And I would suggest that it needs to be done by law, that is amendments to the Corrections and Conditional Release Act or the regulations, and not just simply a policy uh, statement because that can be ignored. 
Right, yeah. I mean, in in the statement from the minister, it says, I provide a direction to CSC to improve policies related to transfers of medium security women offenders to facilities that do not have a directly controlled perimeter. CSC will begin to implement these policies immediately. So it's simply a a directive from the minister, it would seem. Yeah, well, and that's why that's, I'll I'll be blunt, that's not good enough. Uh, There are changes that need specifically to be made. I'll give you uh, uh, one real example. Minister Goodell, apparently, in one of the media reports I read, repeatedly stressed that um, Correctional Service of Canada notifies registered victim families of an offender's uh, transfer. Um, I actually went back and checked because that was in my uh, policy analysis that uh, you referenced. And I can tell you that uh, uh, he may think that's the case, but Section 26, Subsection 1, Subsection B of the Corrections and Conditional Release Act says that while Correctional Service of Canada has the discretion they give that information, they're not required to. And oh, by the way, that information should be provided in advance of the decision being made, not as an afterfact. So the victims are entitled to, not a veto, but are entitled to a voice. And that voice, ultimately, in my experience, serves the public interest of accountability of, uh, of this uh, important part of our justice system. Well, and uh, what I've heard today is that uh, Tory's father, Rodney Stafford, says he's he hasn't heard anything yet. So Correct. Nobody has contacted him and told him anything. Correct. And so. as we discussed the last time, the only, according to the family's uh, media interviews, the only way they learned about this was because McClintock was applying for a day pass to get out of the healing lodge, and right. they had never been uh, notified of the reduction in the security classification or in the uh, the fact that she had been transferred to this uh, healing lodge and it was only because you know that wasn't good enough for her she wanted to get out on a weekly day pass that they learned about this that needs to be fixed in my opinion and one of the other things that i think is still um, something that should be dealt with is by not allowing correctional service of canada to in effect investigate itself in relation to these kinds of victim complaint cases we have a federal victim ombudsman it needs a statutory mandate that includes being able to look into these kinds of uh, complaints. Because that is how, again, in my experience, that is how we tend to make systemic improvements. And what needs to happen, I I think, for the the opposition now is to don't be satisfied with a press release. Let's let's take a look and see how this is going to be done and if it's actually going to achieve what it supposedly claims it's uh, going to. Now, something else in this announcement today. So before going to a facility like this, offenders would have to be in the, quote, preparation for release yeah. phase. Now, and you you told us something important when we last spoke, because even though Terry McClintock is convicted of first-degree murder, it happened before we eliminated this faint hope clause, so she yeah. may be able to apply for parole earlier than people realize. But what is the preparation for release phase? Well, essentially... Um based on an individual offender's sentence and their eligibility for parole, and this is Canada, so you, six months in advance of that, you're eligible for day parole, uh, literally what happens is that almost um, you know, relatively immediately after an offender enters into the system, there is a, uh, a plan put in place or worked on by the correctional authorities uh, to develop tailored uh, release plans for offenders, and that's a good idea. You, you know, you want to have it uh, uh, tailored to the individuals involved. But by th- that tells me that somebody, at least, the fact that that's included in there, somebody uh, is um, uh, has clearly recognized that it is uh, contrary and uh, counterintuitive that you would have people being given to this, you know, what it was functionally a, a minimum security facility if she's still years away of when she's eligible to even ask, not entitled to, but ask for early release. 
So even though that may be five years or so down the road, that that's still long enough away that she's not really in the preparation for release phase in any you sense. You know what? That's a that's a really good example of uh, the need to drill down into this and say, what exactly does this mean? Okay, and should we have, you know, specific um, uh, eligibility uh, qualifications for people who are serving life sentences or, you know, people who have uh, designated, and we can do that by law, either by statute or regulation, so that it's not that one-size-fits-all uh, uh, culture, which we just, which we, you and I discussed previously. That is not something that is in the, uh, the best of uh, public interest. As you say, uh, a need to read the fine print here and maybe to, yes. to enshrine some of this in legislation, but it uh, certainly seems like a step in the right direction, doesn't it? I think so. You know what? I do. I mean, the government, uh, I think, handled this not very well at the initial stage and, you know, pretending at first that, oh, it really was no big deal, and then it was, oh, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. And after a couple of days, Minister Goodale, who is generally, I think, you know, a fairly substantive guy, has said, okay, fine, I'm going to direct this investigation. And it's been about a month, but... Uh, you know, uh, by remarkable coincidence, <laughs> shortly after your show, out comes the report. So, all kidding aside, uh, I think that is the importance of the public exposure and public attention to these issues because it gets decision makers and politicians to go, we've got to do something about this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, people can read your piece. It's still up, of course, at mcdonaldlaurier.ca. Scott Newark, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Okay, good talking with you. Bye-bye. All right, likewise. Take care. Uh, that is Scott Newark, former Alberta Crown Prosecutor, also has served as Executive Officer of the Canadian Police Association. Uh, he is currently an adjunct professor uh, in the School of Criminology at Simon Fraser University, part of the Terrorism, Risk, and Security Studies Program. Uh, so it sounds as though, I, I don't know if Ralph Goodale read his report directly, but certainly took a seems to take a page from it. As Scott Newark wrote, some potential reforms could include requiring notification of registered victims of defined offenses of security reduction or transfer, providing victims with relevant offender information, the opportunity to make submissions in these kinds of decisions, including consideration of principles of sentencing in transfer decision making, prohibiting defined offender placement in dual medium minimum security facilities, mandating indigenous consultation for healing lodge transfer and consent for non-indigenous inmate transfer. So some of this has been factored in to what the federal government has outlined here. And that is at least a step in the right direction. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.